Friends, welcome back to the More Than Punk podcast. A couple things before we start this episode with the Guru Guru. One of them is kind of embarrassing. Uh, you can hear very early in this episode and a couple of times I completely fucking butcher Jean's name. Uh, sorry, Jean, if you're listening to this. Um, whoops. The other thing is there were some issues with John's microphone. Um, it's a little bit crackly, a little bit distorted in places. Listen through it, I've decided to keep it in. Some of the stuff that he says is really, really interesting about refueling the creative well, making sure you're going outside, getting away from the projects that you're working on, and how to stop songwriting. But actually, more generally, how to stop have a music career turning into feeling like a work career where you've got, just got to get up, go to work, force yourself to do it. So I think he makes some really cool points. There's a little bit of distortion in them, but stick it out because it is absolutely worth it. The new Guru Guru album is actually out now, I believe. I mean, you should check it out. It's really cool. They're a great bunch of guys um, and they're touring the UK in August. So make sure you get along if you can. There are some fantastic shows lined up. So this is my chat with Guru Guru. You're on the More Than Punk podcast. Um, I'm chatting with John and Tom, and I really hope you enjoy it. I enjoyed this one a lot. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hi, man. Hey, Jen. Hey, hello. Um, I did have a couple of things that I'm like super, super interested in, and I want to start with you, Tom, because I know that um, you know, the press release talks about like being an introvert and that whole thing of like not always wanting to dance. And a, one of the things that's come up a lot over the past, I don't know, three, four months that I've been that I've been doing this has been mental health. And I kind of thought that everyone would have a lockdown songs, you know, like oh, being inside sucks kind of thing. But a lot of people are talking about mental health instead. Like, is that a for you? Is that like a situational thing or? you know, relating to the pandemic and stuff, or was it something you always wanted to write about? Um, to be honest, uh, I came up with the, the lyrics for the, for the chorus, um, just the words, uh, just one word, honestly, um, sounded good to me. And um, a few, few hours after that, I, I realized I had to, tell something that I needed to be honest about, um, something that that it's not uh, easy to talk about. Um, so um, I don't feel like dancing is something that um, I, I, I don't uh, honestly tell people that. Uh, so uh, singing about it um, is something I've learned to do uh, the, the past couple of years um just being honest with it in your music um and, and being honest about things that um you don't feel comfortable uh talking about mm -hmm. those are to me the most interesting subjects was it a process for you getting to a point where you felt comfortable enough to sing about the things that you're not comfortable enough to talk about 
it was a process yeah uh still um the the not all of the lyrics are um are about me or are, are about um, my feelings but there's of course a lot of it it uh, are a lot of the a lot of the lyrics are uh from the gut but um you know some of it is fictional and that i think that is what keeps me comfortable uh and saying things that i really mean um and and not being 100% sure if i'm people not being 100% sure if i'm totally speaking from my own mm. uh experiences yeah and Jen, do you like at this point in the band? Do you feel like you can pick it out, or do you ask him, or do you just go, "I'm going to leave that with you," and you know, don't explain it kind of thing? I think when we we write write about things, we always have the same um, the same feeling. I, I think uh, we're we're even in the recording process, we're like we feel when we record our instruments, uh, the vibe it's going to. And, and what it means for us and and tom is really great at um portraying that sense of um the, portraying the things you feel at at any given time uh in w while recording like uh we all felt the same uh we I, I mean if i listen to the lyrics it was it was definitely for me uh, I had the same feeling, the same doubts, the same worries, the same anxiety, and the same thing like, okay, let's just write this out. All right, let's just see what what happens. But I don't feel like it, man. Like, you know, I just, let's let's just see. I, I like, I usually try to um, avoid the whole what comes first musical lyrics thing but mm. I'm going to break that rule because I'm curious <laughs> about like, if you, if you've got the lyrics, do they kind of, and you're reading them, Jan, are you, are you thinking like they need to, the, the music needs to sound like a particular thing to reflect that? Does that make sense? Like, do you get a vibe from the lyrics that informs the way the music feels? That's, that's the whole weird part of the guru uh, is that we all, <laughs> the, the, the vocals and the lyrics the first time we hear him is, is is always very late in the in the process of recording, um, and it always immediately is like, shit, <laughs> this fits or this feels right, and this is um, exactly the vibe we're going for, or exactly the, you know, lyric-wise what we were going for. It it always fits, um, and I think it's because we are really in tuned. Uh, towards each other, we're very, we're very connected uh, when we when we create and write, and it makes the process really fast as well. I mean, I'm always surprised in how how fast we write, uh, and it's it's because I think we we listen to each other and we know each other really well, and yeah. I have this um, like kind of love-hate relationship with podcasting, right? I like that it gives you the ability to kind of capture a moment or a feeling. I kind of hate that if I fuck it up, I can't call most of the bands back and go, hey, we need to redo that. I realized I sound like a dick. When you're, when you're writing your songs, do they quite often 
do they have like long kind of evolutionary chains where they they start off as something and end up quite different or do you feel like they really capture that vibe that you started with mm. well i think some parts um many songs have like um two or three different hooks i guess feelings um so um there is a there is always a process and there is always a lot of let's try this and let's try putting this part there and we um we mix it up a lot i guess uh, but um we also have these hooks in the song that uh, we realized from the um, from from the beginning yeah yeah am i uh, i'm not sure if i'm making sense <laughs> saying this no totally yeah. totally yeah yeah, yeah. It makes sense it's <laughs> it's sorry it's, no, no, it totally makes sense because if mm. you if you see the, the way that we write is is it's it's for every album is is different as well. It's um like for the first uh, first album we we wrote together, it was first Emil and me who did some some groundwork, you know, programmed some guitar uh, some drum loops and uh, of course guitar parts and and bass. Uh, bass parts and then we get together and we we work it out as a as a group as a unit and then it goes back and forth again and um as i mentioned like tom is always he's always very uh uh present in the moment uh whilst whilst we were recording it but it's it, 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 in the end he he um his vocals are are always in the end of the process the finished material and uh yeah because he he witnessed that 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 process and he he sees the other guys writing um i think it inspires him i, I mean i'm talking for for tom right now but uh i think it inspires him and it it it, it gives that real uh unit unity vibe uh yeah. and that yeah, to, to answer your question about the, the which comes first, the lyrics come last most of the time. Uh, but um, in some cases, I have just, I, I just write some lyrics on, uh, I, on just a, a tempo. Um, for uh, example, Where's My Rum, the song uh, on the new EP. Uh, I just, uh, had a basic uh, drum loop and, and, and I wrote the, the lyrics on that and I went to the band with this idea. So, uh, but most of the time, the music, uh, the guitars um, are the first thing that we write. Yeah, it's, it's always a odd question to ask or an interesting question to ask, I guess, because it's one of those things where like you can, appreciate from this side that it's probably different every time right or it's not necessarily like a well thought um a well thought out thing where it's like oh we've written the music now let's write the lyrics or write lyrics now the music. like i get that it's it's interchangeable but i think it's always as someone that enjoys the kind of writing side but doesn't play an instrument i i like that kind of wizard of oz like 
magic of how the vibes always come together, you know, and how you can sort of match a song with the lyrics, regardless of which direction, like which one comes first. And it's that thing where it's always tempting to pull the curtain back a little bit, but you don't want to pull it back too far because then it's like, it's not magic anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important not to overthink. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think if, if we if we overthink our songs, then we are hopefully hopefully lost. And I think that's if I could speak for us, it's I think that's that's what's that makes that's what makes the guru guru the guru guru is because we don't really overthink. We're very uh, consistent and very aware of what we're doing, but it's not something we overthink or overanalyze or, uh, you know. I was chatting to a, a band from the Netherlands um, recently, and they were saying that they're super like perfectionists, right? They're they're really just focused on like everything has to be perfect 100% of the time. Songs never finish; they just have to abandon them because they could work on them forever. Do you? And I'm curious about like in the same way that New Zealanders and Australians can kind of share like similar cultural traits. Do, do you guys feel the same way about things or, you know, once can you appreciate the one something's done, it's like time to move on. Does that make sense? Um, for the last EP, we set a deadline for, for ourselves. So um, we, we really had a, a time. So it made us, um, I think it was um, for us creatively. It was interesting because we really had to, you know, work to to uh, to uh, work on a song, but uh, at a certain point, just record it, and um, that's it. And um, uh, for the albums, I think we took more time. The, uh, the first two albums, um, we really polished the songs. Um, I feel like we did. Um, to a point that we were all uh, satisfied with it before we went into the studio. I'd be curious to know what um, replenishes you creatively, like the kind of stuff that you, you know, when you're like at the, at the end of a, like a session and you're feeling totally burnt out, the kind of stuff that you turn to to be like reinvigorated, I suppose. You know, like, is it something weird like horror films and, you know? <laughs> um, I didn't really understand the question. I'm sorry. No, all good. I was kind of just monologuing. Um, oh, okay. Like you know, when you feel sort of creatively like tired and worn out, what are the kind of things that like recharge your your creativity? Oh. Well, I think I just. Um, I'm just lucky sometimes. Uh, I, I, I don't um, I don't really know how to um, how how or where to get inspiration. It just I feel it coming to me and then I take a pen and I write but, but it can be at any time of the day to be honest. Yeah, I have the same. I have the same thing. I think uh, it just it just hits, and if it doesn't hit, you don't have to force it. I think when you start forcing something, it isn't. It is no longer creativity, or it is not longer spontaneous, or even 
even a good song um the moment you're 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 not intuitive in your writing or in your but I'm creating, looking forward to it though. You need to go out yeah. and take a walk or I remember like last or week whatever, we had, you know, just like a PA system just to spark that creativity and that intuition again. Put it up full yeah. blast and we were I like, think shit, this is loud. That's that's <laughs> we, I mean for me at least loud, that's that's loud the, the whole creative system part. in our ears for a it's, year and a half. Always based on so intuition and <gasps> feeling really something you're, you're your ears are not used to it anymore like <laughs> i guess when you force it it's yeah, like when you go out to a job, restaurant and right? it's just like, like, sort of like average you sit down and then have to do it you have to do it now and you just kind of <laughs> yes i don't know <laughs> lock up exactly. or it feels kind of stale what yeah 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 it's like as an introvert i just i don't know how people it's, are going to drag me out of the house i'm like i'm going quite happy you know doing this now you're gonna go exactly if you don't do it now i've kind of forgotten what we were talking about but um i'm going to try and launch into a another question as soon as one comes to me momentarily um no but in all seriousness so i wanted i'm curious about like music videos right and i'm because I'm, I'm sure you guys remember this too and i don't know what the belgian version of it was but we'd have like tv channels where they just played music videos all the time and you would text in and if there were enough texts then the music video that you voted for got played i'm pretty sure that was a scam because they charged you every time you text in but do you feel like music videos are and I know you've made them and you've got the new one out. Do, do you feel like they're for the fans as much as they're for attracting new people? Or do you, does that make sense? Like, do they attract more people now than they used to? Or do you just do them for the fans because we think they're they're awesome? Uh, both, of course. Um, the, I, I think um, uh, if you release... Uh, a song and you want to uh yeah to put it in a spotlight you have to have a video um and you can but yeah you can do whatever you want with it of course you can animate something you can uh you can set up a uh, uh, you can set up a, a, a five thousand uh euros of of uh, props and um and do it in a professional studio but we, we don't have big budgets so you have to be creative <laughs> um with uh with the people we have with the people we have of course a, a very talented uh video editor mm -hmm. uh, yes, and a animation and um he does a lot of the magic on the on our videos, but um, for for him to work with, we, we just yeah. Sometimes we just shoot some yeah random stuff like a snake and a ladder and um, things that have to do with the song. Um, but I don't I'm not sure if we have a lot of intentions with shooting the videos just um more like okay we're releasing a song and it needs a video so let's make a video <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah sorry Jim, you go yeah sorry uh, i think for um for our kind of music as well it, I, th I don't think videos are that kind of important they can be funny and they can be something that you uh enjoy doing and and but it's not like oh no the video has got to be like 100 quality and and perfect and because it, 
people are looking at us you know it's it's for us it's it's more like we have fun doing it and it's it's uh it's a way to be creative at a different kind of uh level you know you're just having fun with it and shooting and looking how how it should look but i think like if you if you see like some bands um they're more like in the pop shows or something like i mean like in i think in the days like mtv and stuff like uh, video clips were much more important because it was your ticket into mtv or something like that and uh, really getting exposure and really getting into um uh, something uh, that's that can connect with your audience but i think these days it's more about um you know having fun and it's it's not that important anymore i feel like maybe for some jars more than others but for our jar i don't think it's it's that important it's uh it's just something we enjoy doing i think mm. yeah totally i mean i think you know i'm one of those people that thinks are super cool but i i've just i'm so embedded in the side of the like that's kind of my job if that makes mm -hmm. sense you know, like I get a band that I'm interested in, I work through a catalog, their music videos. It's it feels oddly old school to do sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I did this thing for a long time where I would play the the track of the band that I'd interviewed, like at the end of the podcast. And because I think it's fun and it's it's always cool, but it's like that um it feels slightly radio like. You know, which again, I guess feels kind of old school. And then it's like, now you've heard them talk for an hour, like listen to the music, but it's quite easy just to flick from, you know, podcast to song on Spotify, right? Yeah. You mentioned that um, like your audience before, and I'm always curious about this. I talk to bands about the sort of business side of being in a band, because most people don't really, you know, get into a band to run a business, right? That's, but it comes with sort of scale and that kind of thing. When you when you're writing and putting stuff out, are you thinking like this is what our audience is going to like, or is there enough trust between you now that you can put things out and you know they'll go on that journey with you? Enough trust, yeah. Well said, I guess. Uh, enough trust, and um, <clears throat> from the beginning, um, it was very important to us that all five of us liked every song we wrote um and if someone had a problem with any part of a song any uh, element we, we would we would try something different so uh, i think that is has been pretty clear for us the song is finished when all five of us are stoked about it absolutely i think that that's that's the beginning and we never made compromises towards our audiences we were like okay this is what we do this is who we are and the people who identify with that they they will identify with it and they'll become fans and i i always felt like that's 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 the way it, it works in in music i think you know it's we don't write music strictly for for persons or for people we we write something because we want to express something and we express that with the five of us so it's really important for us if 
all of those five people are really on the same plane, as Tom says, and at the same level. And then what happens, happens. It's not that we write something and we go like, oh, this is a smash hit and this is going to go there and go there and we're going to attract a new audience because <laughs> we do this. It's, it's more like, uh, yeah, it, it starts from, from ourselves as a band and then people who identify it with it, with it and you know we we had some some sometimes we had some 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 pe people at our show who were like oh yeah man that song it, it reminds me of that or it reminds me of that and i identify it in that kind of way and we're like that's not at all as, as we intended it to be but i love that you interpret it like that and that's you know that's always been the guru i think i'm curious to learn more about what your local scene is like like what's it like trying to break out of Belgium and and are you quite I don't want to say similar to other bands in the scene because that sounds slightly disparaging and that's not what I mean but do you feel like an outlier or do you feel like that's like what you're representing is kind of the vibe of of the local scene Mm, there are a lot of great bands in Belgium, but I, I, I think we, um, when we create music, we don't listen to what they're doing. We don't listen to what anyone's doing. Um, so um, we just think, I think we, we, we just started out thinking Belgium is a small country and why not? just uh, drive around Europe and go play in bars and um, sleep on the floor of people's homes. And um, I think we just totally went for it that way, not knowing um, if we were ever, uh, if it was ever going to be something big. Um, I think we believed in, in uh, what we're doing, of course, but uh, yeah, we, I think, uh, yeah, Belgium was just a small country and, and yeah, I think we, we agreed yeah, to go, to, to go and play wherever we could. Yeah. True. Whenever we could. I think we, we have a, we have a cool underground scene, of course. Um, there are a lot of great bands here in Belgium. A lot of them. Um, I always think of Belgium as a very, very unique kind of country because we've always been like this small little pea in the middle of Europe and people just pass us through when we've been invaded by everybody. And, <laughs> you know, so it gives her a very fertile and, and very, very uh, unique kind of soil in which music creates. But if we look at our music, if we play it here, it's, there are of course a lot of people here who, who like what we do and, and who enjoy listening and coming to our shows. And, but it's, it's, if we, the first time we went to, to uh, Bristol, it was, I mean, like we haven't really, we were like, dudes, we're like little, little boys from Belgium and, and we've, we've been so well, um, so well appreciated in, uh, in the UK in general, but it's really amazing because I think the UK is, is a very, 
the underground scene in the UK is different than than in Belgium. In Belgium, it's 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 not that tight anymore. It used to be very very tight, but it's like all over the place now. Time, I don't know, but it's coming back together. But the UK for me is a really inspirational thing because if 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 he goes to to a festival like Arc Tangent, you guys are buying each other's merch and and talking about you know obscure bands that i had never heard of and it's like that doesn't happen here as as much i think and i think the the, the scene the, the 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 people that are into alternative music more more people in the uk are into yeah alternative music i guess yeah we don't have a festival like art tangent uh well, well we do we do but not that not as not as big no not as not as profound as as our tangent or yeah. or, or the festivals we've we've been honored to play but um yeah it's it's a different vibe it's a yeah. totally different vibe. scene is yeah it's a totally different scene yeah what do you think it is about the like, alternative music and um the belgian people that just don't link up in the same kind of way as you know like alternative music in the uk or in germany i mean germany's those guys are crazy so it's kind of a slightly different thing right i would say the only place in the world that could have done rammstein so it's like yeah yeah, of course of course but i freaking love rammstein man that those guys have balls i mean it's good but i think for us it's um i don't know why it is but i think we're we're a very reserved kind of people i think we're not as uh, outspoken mm-hmm. so we're we'll always we're very modest always all of the time you know what i mean like in a sense that we don't really exert ourselves we don't go like we're we're the best band in the world or not that you have to but we don't go like yeah this is gonna be a hit or you know is this this is gonna be we're gonna tour the world and i think it's a kind of a mentality that we're all very to ourselves and 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 yeah and people in the back in a at a, at a rock concert like uh, head banging very slightly um that's that's belgians like all yeah. all of those uh you, you have a you have a concert hall full of those people and i'm fine i'm 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 i'm, I'm like that as well i don't feel like dancing that's what the song is about so yeah exactly yeah. It's a very nice tie-in. Very well done. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so like, because for me, I mean, I can't, you know, New Zealand is obviously a small place, right? And, and if you look at the sort of punk and alternative scene, people are super passionate about it, but it is a really small scene. And there's a kind of sense of like, if you, most people look at it and go, this is fun and this is cool, but it's never really going to be anything you know, because we're at the arse end of the world and getting anywhere is expensive and, and all of that kind of stuff. And so it's always interesting for me to hear about like the different scenes in different places in Europe, because to my mind, it's so accessible, you know, it's like, how could you not like love everything? Cause you can go in, like anywhere and do everything. I mean, we can't now cause we fucking shit the bed on that whole thing, but like, so it's, it's always interesting when, um, you know alternative music doesn't quite permeate in like the way i expect it to yeah 
I, th I think but that's 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 why they call it that's why it always will be alternative music i guess you know there will always be a, a line what which it will not cross and uh, you know you, you you have of course you have alternative bands that 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 go beyond something and and i mean like if you look at 90s radiohead for some uh, you know, you know it's one of my favorite bands but they will still in my book even though they are one of the biggest bands in the world there will still be something alternative about them it's because the way they think and the way they their mindset is an alternative mindset still you know it's it's still a, 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 a critique you know it's still a, a critical mind it's still something still people who think about and push themselves and um and are also already very aware of what they are doing and and trying not to sell out to the man you know <laughs> if you know what i mean like it's something like that mm -hmm. it's really interesting to see the different alternative music scenes like you said it's and i i think we should encourage you know the the the, the different identities in alternative music because it it opens up different kinds of paths of thinking about music and, and being in into that creative process, if you know what I mean, if I'm not too... <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't understand all of that, man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. That's, that's why I like this format. You know, I think it's cool to have big, wandering conversations. And there's so much cool music that comes out of your part of the world. Yeah. that you know like i've and i was gushing about this recently but i feel like the live like the quality level is just so much higher i don't know maybe that's just a weird kind of european file europhile thing that i have i don't know but it's you know like when you all across the alt middle and alternative scenes it's just like it's something like it's a whole other beast you know yeah yeah well, one thing, um, crossing those, those borders, you was talking uh, about uh, it being all so accessible, but we wouldn't be able to, um, to drive uh, um, all over Europe and go play shows if it weren't for all those wonderful, passionate people that, um, that organize and uh, um, yeah, make make it happen make the shows happen um and um make the bands stay at their place you know as a small band you really need um those um those passionate people um to uh yeah to to give you to give you a shot uh in their hometown we really need that uh, we really needed to um We've always been a band that um, uh, need to see live, right? You, uh, so we, we, yeah, that's why we just started driving around Europe playing very small uh, gigs. Yeah. But only thanks to all those wonderful volunteers. Yeah. The, and the frontline of music. Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. It's and it's hard work too. I did it for a very short amount of time. And I was like, the amount of energy and passion that goes into, you know, booking shows and putting them on and, and all that stuff is incredible. Mm-hmm. So shout out to those guys because without Absolutely. them, we would be nothing. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously got the new release and the tour lined up um, for the UK. And that, I mean, that feels so well-timed given that the way that, you know, we say the world is opening up. Is it? We don't really know. But, you know, assuming that things sort of like go on this upwards trajectory. Exactly. Fingers crossed. But for, like you say, as a small band, you have to play shows. And over the past year and a half, no one's been able to play shows. Have you been able to like keep in, keep growing things or keep engaging with people through like social and, and that kind of thing? Or has that been really tough for you as well? Well, I don't, uh, the lockdown to me hasn't, it was a, it was a lockdown. Um, I, I, I didn't, I, I think I felt I lost a lot of connection with a lot of people. I think everyone did. Um, you can call each other up, but it's just, uh, no, um, I'm, I'm really uh, looking forward to, um, to, to seeing everyone again. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think everybody missed, missed uh, like Tom says, we missed an enormous connection because if, if we play live, you know, that energy, it's, it's a it's mutual energy is something you as a performer do, but you get so much energy from your, from your audience as well. And the amount of love and energy that, that, that comes from, from a show is, is something even after a show where you're talking to people and meeting new people and, and yeah, it's, it's been truly missed for, for every one of us, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been an odd thing for me because I mean, obviously, I get to do this, so I still get the like the new music and the kind of feeling and the vibe and that kind of thing. And I, oh man, this sounds like slightly arrogant, and it's gonna make me sound like a dick, but it's it's hard to imagine what it's like to not have that interaction, if that makes sense. Because I've been so lucky to be able to just be like. You know, in a, in a way, if you're doing a podcast like this, everyone's at home, so it's such a good time to do it. It's not like I'm having to call people between sets or while, like, the opening band is playing or they're just getting on a plane and they've only got, like, 15 minutes. You know, it, it's it's kind of luxurious. I know it's the complete opposite and everything else is shit, but, like, it's <laughs> it's such a... It's an odd space to be in, you know? Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, good on you that you could could still you know could still interact i mean that's it's it's, it's envious i'm envious <laughs> about it yeah, it's like it's not like you don't see people no it's not like um you don't get to see anyone but it's just well the world is still locked up a little yeah. um you don't get to see everyone at the same time yeah but like it, it, well, it's changing for the better in Belgium. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, I feel like it's that um, sort of like very specific, like sort of fan to music connection 
that mm-hmm. you know like i know a lot of bands have just had like an out al- maybe an album's worth of stuff and they've gone we'll just release a song every couple of months to like remind people that we're still here or you know keep them connected but you've got to have you know budgets and all kinds of other things to be able to pull something like that off eh? mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i mean i think we're we're lucky that we have uh, an amazing group of people engineers and 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 friends uh, around us that that helped us you know create the the ep that we are releasing right now uh because i think i speak for every band in the whole world and this it's been not easy <laughs> it's been not easy to to still you know capture something and make a vinyl or a cd or you know something of something new uh in these trying times so yeah yeah it's been tough but we're getting through it right and that's the yeah exciting thing i feel like is it's already been such a great year for music and that feels so i realize there's a whole lot of stuff that we have to deal with in terms of like getting people to shows and tickets and all that business stuff but it feels kind of hopeful and inspiring i think to see so much great stuff coming out in the first six months already mm-hmm. yeah well you can't uh, well um yeah how do i say this um heartbreak songs are the best ones yeah um so i think misery guarantees good music in most ways it does yeah i i I understand yeah it's true (laughs) it's true (laughs) heartbreak songs are the best songs because they yeah they're real or something. I think we all have had something to write about in these last years. That uh, that is genuinely that you know we've been so debilitated because of the pandemic that we have to had to look inside and yeah, then some some really powerful emotions arise and yeah, I think for everybody. Uh, that as a creative person it's been a good good year to write yeah i think like the great thing with heartbreak songs too is like as you guys know when you're heartbroken you know they feel like they're there for you but when you're not they're still also great songs you know it's like it kind of they're there when you need them but also just to like chill out and listen to if that makes sense yeah exactly it's just a good song it's just yeah it's a powerful song it's you don't have to be heartbroken to listen to it as you, as you say it's, it's true so if one last thing for you just before i let you go and i'd be curious to know what you guys and i, I wonder if it's different think the most powerful song that you've written is the most powerful mm. man hard that's a hard one. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we've had an hour of easy ones, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Um, I don't know. 
think. Powerful to me. Mm. Yeah. I really like this knee on ice. Um, it's on our second album, Point Fingers. And um, I think I rediscovered a lot of, we all, I think we all rediscovered a lot of these, mm, a lot of things we were capable of doing in that song. And maybe to, uh, to, to outsiders, uh, it's, it's not that powerful, but to me personally, yeah. Um, it's a song about my insomnia uh, to me. And um, yeah, I just, um, I like that song. It's neon ice. Cool. That's a good sound. (laughs) (laughs) That's my, I think that's to me the most powerful. Yeah. I think for me, it's still, um, still backdoor. Cause that was the first, for me, that was the first song I wrote for my, uh, from, from my uh, mental health issues. It was a real the first song that I wrote uh, depicting what was going on in my in my brain at that time. Um, so that's just still a powerful song for me. That yeah, it it it's still um, it's, it 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 moves me still when every time we play it. It's just something that really shakes me in the core every time. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is beautiful. You guys, this has been fun. Thank you so much for coming and taking the time. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your night, guys. Same. See you soon. See you soon. See you. So that was my chat with John and Tom from the Guru Guru here on the Modern Punk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it is great to have you coming and checking out the show. I am on the Facebook. Does anyone use Facebook still? like some people use facebook but not everyone uses facebook but i'm there modern punk podcast and i'm on twitter at modern punks so come say hi um hang out great to know what you're listening to and what you're looking forward to for music over the summer there's going to be so much great stuff including a new record from will valley which i'm super excited about i'm going to try and get him on the show next week i am chatting with graduating life with who it's a great interview we get we get existential we talk about everything from sort of history to the shape of society graduating lives music is something really different the first song i put on there's vibes of have mercy then it kind of hits a bit like the shins it's a totally different thing and i really really fucking dig it so i hope you guys are gonna like it too uh, so that's graduating life next week here on the Bullet Point podcast so i'll see you then have a great week